Hello and welcome to the Focus Church Podcast. Here you can find all our weekly messages. We trust that God will speak to you today. Enjoy the message. Amazing. So good to be in God's house. Hey, across all of our locations, why don't you give Jesus just a, why don't you just give him a round of applause? I know that sounds funny, but he's so good. He's so good. I, I, I'm so honored to be here. When I drove in with uh, Pastor Kendall uh, this morning, uh, I really sensed the presence of God in the field. I didn't really really like kind of figure, you know, when you're somewhere new, you're kind of disorientated. And then I just looked and I saw this big billboard of the building that you guys are believing God for. And um, Kendall had driven past it. And literally I was like, Kendall, stop. And uh, he'll tell you this. And I said, turn around, man, turn around. So he literally drives on the grass. Sorry, guys, if anybody is here that's part of the, you know, the team looking after the premises, um, it was my fault. And you can put the expenses on Focus Church because Kendall covered the other ones. But drove back around and I just sat there for him and I just looked at him and I was like, this is incredible. Vision, believing God for all that he can do and um i took a picture and uh it's just amazing to have a picture of something that hasn't happened yet yes. but by faith god is going to do it amen and want to honor pastor mike and uh you don't know this mike but uh when i was asked to speak kendall said here's a church so i typed in the church into youtube uh just to make sure that you know you guys aren't weird and um I typed in the church, and I think I typed in the wrong handle, so I got a, an old YouTube page, and it was um, 30 days to $30,000 to get here, and it was you and your wife, and you were 24, and I just, as you were saying, I remembered it. It's months ago since I watched it, and you know, that, that sacrifice uh, is what we honor. We don't honor just people and personalities. We honor sacrifice and character. And so I just want to take a moment and honor you and your wife and your family because um, I've just learned anything that we experience publicly, you know, from the coffee to the experience of worship to the friendships that we've made, somebody sacrificed privately. And that's what we honor. And that's why we honor. Is it Pastor Appreciation Month? Was that last month? It's every month. Amen, Mike. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here. I'm here for the next month. Expenses are on Kendall, though. It's all good. Bless you. Can we honor your pastors and your team? And had such a great time with Pastor Michael as well. And yesterday, and just so honored to be here. Um, really sense the presence of God in the room. I feel him here. Uh, he speaks to me through my emotions. I've realized that. Anybody else emotional here? You're like an emotional person. And um, my wife tells me I'm, I'm emotional. I say, I know, deal with it. She says, okay. Um, but I, I experience him through my emotions and I feel peace when he comes and I feel joy when he comes. Uh, I know at the end of the service, you're going to have a chance to experience him as well. If this is your first time, you're going to experience God today. You're going to walk out of here different to the way you walked in. I was at convention. My voice is gone, but that's Okay. God is going to speak to us. I want to read you two passages of scripture. Is that okay? Um, first one is in Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. And it says this. 
we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know, all of our locations that are looking in, we know, turn to somebody and say, you know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. Strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope. I don't know why I feel to do that in a deep Conor McGregor UFC voice. Let's go. The next part of the passage is the passage that I want to speak to you today on. Verse 5. You can circle it in your Bible or on your phone. uh, Screenshot it. Circle it. Highlight it. It's going to be a scripture for the rest of your life. It says this, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. You ready for this? For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Paul is saying this. What's the team here? What's the big team in Charlotte? The Charlotte Huskers? The Panthers? The Lions? The Cats? The Dogs? I find American football just, it's, it's, I don't follow it at all, but I just feel like, you know, Panthers, the Lions, the anyway, it's all good. I won't. I'm already. Don't worry about me. It's all good. When your team wins, you rejoice. And Paul is like saying this: that when you face trials, when you face pain, you should rejoice in a similar fashion. You know, people in your life where you're telling them something sad, and they 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 start like smiling or giggling. You're like, where is your EQ? Where's your empathy? Are you in? Are you, I was going to say another word there and I stopped myself. Are you, what are, what is wrong with you? And uh, this is kind of like Paul. He's saying, hey, I know that you are going to gain something from the pain that you're in. And he's saying there's a power to your pain. And we run from pain. Then we try and fight pain. We try and get away from it, medicate it, cover it up say it's not there, ignore it. We try and cancel it away. We try and do all of these things to, to run from our pain because we were never meant to experience it. And God, through the, pro- through the prophet Paul, through the writer Paul, says this. He says, hey, there's a power to it. And today, by faith, you're going to see your pain in your life differently for the rest of your life. That's what I believe in. Amen? Amen. One more passage of scripture. It says this in John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these these things, Jesus, so that in me you may have peace. Anybody need peace this morning? Oh, he's so peace-filled. He's so full of peace. He's the prince of peace. And he wants to bring peace into your life. Then he says this, which Jesus said some things that I struggle with. Personally, sometimes I disagree with. I wonder why he says them, but he says them because they're true. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I will overcome the world. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this house. Thank you for each person here today. That You're going to fill them afresh with your spirit. There's going to be a moment at the end where we're going to invite your Holy Spirit into the room amongst the seats just to minister to us. So we invite you here, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I don't know why I'm whispering, but it sounds good. Let's go. I want to show you a picture of my family. Uh, I have a beautiful family. We live in Africa and uh, South Africa, to be exact. And there they are. They're beautiful. Two little girls. Uh, 
a wife is Deborah. She's amazing. She's honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I have a two and a half year old going on 13 and her name is Zaya. She means victorious woman and she is the um, head of our home. Um, she took down, you know the old things your parents, Christ is the head of our home. She took that down when she was born. She said, it's me now, I'm the head. I'm only joking. And then our other daughter is Marley and Marley is, oh, she's such a little blessing. And her cheeks wobble five minutes after you flick them. Um, she was born with a brain condition um, and we were told that she would uh, have uh, brain damage for the rest of her life. And God healed her Amen. completely. Amen. Amazing. It was the most amazing experience in my life that God healed her. And uh, those six weeks of trying to figure out what was going on were the most painful weeks of my life. But God did something in them that I'll never be the same. My daughter, the two and a half year old, uh, runs our house, as I said, she is a character. I actually walked into, uh, my wife leaves me with our kids for 10 minutes every week because uh, she doesn't trust me for the rest of the time. And uh, she shouldn't either. Uh, I think I was scrolling on the gram or something like that. I wish I was cool enough to have TikTok. Anybody have TikTok? Yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm old already. I feel like, anyway, it doesn't matter. I think it's too late for me, but it's good. I'll get there one day scrolling i walk into the bathroom and i can't find my kids you know when things go quiet parents you know what i'm talking about it's like something's going on and there's this peace in your home but you know it's coming at a price you know there's a price to pay i walk into the bathroom i hear this like kind of i don't know if i can make the noise maybe in our other locations but i kind of hear this noise in the distance and uh, I kind of think, oh, what's going on? My daughter is sitting beside the toilet and she has the toilet brush out and she's brushing her little sister's hair. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. She's a character, man. I want to show you a picture, actually. This, this happened two weeks ago. Um, with our two and a half year old, she, she loves ice cream, but she's only experienced it in the last two to three weeks because uh, her first two years of her life, she never had sugar. Uh, we brought her up with an organic diet, you know, no sugar, no um, artificial flavors, no nothing. She had broccoli and carrots for lunch and breakfast. She was just one of those children. Her body was a temple. And then we had our second child and we realized that this was unsustainable. And now we just, we just feed. You want some sugar on it? Okay. You want some honey? You want some honey? Here you go. What do you want? You want anything? Okay, great. You can have Cocoa Pops all day long. I'm, I'm encouraging some parents in the room that it's going to be okay that your child grew up on Pop-Tarts and um, they're going to be fine, guys. They're, they're going to be fine. Just keep them alive. Just keep them alive. But I want to show you that picture of the ice cream because this happened legitimately two weeks ago. It's summer now in South Africa because we're on the southern hemisphere and you're entering your winter, we're entering our summer and genuinely... Zaya's first time having ice cream was this time. I've realized that if Zaya gets ice cream, I get to fix it and the calories don't count. You know what I'm talking about? So you're just fixing it. You're just fixing it, parents. You're just fixing it. It doesn't count. The calories are calorie free. And here's the deal. As she starts biting it, she's like, let's go, let's go. And I see it happen. And she just opens her mouth with her teeth and she just goes, and all of a sudden, brain freeze, sir. We've been there. We've been there. The sensitive teeth, and any, any of my friends, any of our locations, you got sensitive teeth? 
Just lay your finger on it and say, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, healing, healing, healing. So all of a sudden I'm there and she's like, and it was so funny. She's like, she threw the Oscar. It's in my head. It's in my head. It's in my head. What's going on? You know that, you know that. And struggling, struggling. But then she keeps going back to it. So the next week, I kind of forget about it. It's all good. And she, we're trying to get her to interact with people. You know, like when your kids are so full of life in your home and then you take them outside and they turn into like hermits and they're like, say hello. And they're like, no. So we're trying to like, hey, you got to ask yourself. Yes. We go to the, we go to the, the soft serve and the lady's there. She says, hello, how are you? And Zaya, what are you going to ask for? And Zaya goes, hello. I'm so proud of her. And she goes, one warm ice cream, please. One warm ice cream. I say, Zaya, what? No, like, there's, it's an ice, cr- ice cream. It's in. She's like, warm, please, warm, please. I said, no, it has to be cold. It's an ice cream. She's like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It can't be, it can't be, it can't be. And she starts crying, so I'm trying to figure this out. I walk to a chocolate bar, and I'm like, here it is. It's, it's medium warm. It's like you lick it. It's just a chocolate bar, and I'm telling her it's an ice cream. She can't understand how an ice cream can't be warm. And as Christians, we look to our Father, and we say, Lord, how can we have pain in our life? Jesus says, you can't have life without pain. In this world, you're going to have pain. But take heart, I have overcome the world. We run from pain. We try to medicate it, hide it, do whatever we can. We weren't meant to live with it, but because of the fallen nature of our world, Jesus says you're going to have it. But Paul says, there's a power to your pain. I want you to look at your pain differently from today. You'll never see it the same way. You fought it, you've ran from it, you've suppressed it, you've tried to hide it, and God is saying, okay, but there's a power to it today. And I want to do something supernatural in your life. The Bible says that we know that pain or trials, they produce endurance, and endurance produces tested character. The Greek word is dokimi tested character. It means that there is a character that is only produced through the trials and the traumas and the tribulations in our lives. And if we come through them, there is something at the end of them. Dokumi, though, is used as a goldsmith, uh, refines gold. It's put in the fire. It's heated up. And the point of its extraction is when the goldsmith can see the reflection of himself in the metal. Think about that for a minute, that through the trials in our lives, God wants to get us to a point where he can see himself in our character. Powerful. God wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. He uses everything and he wants to see his reflection in his children. That when we go through things, he's going to develop something in us that could not be developed in any other way. I wish, and I've been through so many gimmicks, that muscle could be built not lifting weights, but it can't. The problem is, is that we think it can, but God is saying, no, pain has a product and it's tested character and there is a power to it. Now, I don't want to just tell you that at the end of your pain, there's a product that you can live with and you have called tested character because God wants to minister to you in your pain. He's in your present pain. He's in your present situation. But you've got to look at it differently. Verse 5 says this. 
It says this very simply. It says, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit. Turn to somebody say, the Holy Spirit. To fill our hearts with his love. Jesus likens in the Garden of Gethsemane, the pain that he is in, to a cup. He says to the Father, Father, if you are willing, if it be your will, please take this cup of suffering away from me. It's a cup. It's a cup. There's a couple of things from verse 5 that I want to draw out that you can see differently. I, I'm that guy who went to school and numbers didn't really make sense to me. Like I would look at, like, I would look at things and I'd be like, I was just, let me put it like this. I was good with my hands. Anyone know what I'm talking about? It's like, you're good with your hands. You're smart in a different way. That was me. I was good at maths until they started adding the alphabet into maths and things just got, yeah, thank you. I know who I'm talking to. I know who I'm talking to. I need a picture to see something and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. So I'm going to paint a picture for you today. Verse 5, if we can just leave it up for a minute, it's really important that we understand this, that God is saying, through the Holy Spirit, I want to pour out my love in your pain. For we know how dearly God loves us. For we know is a yada type of knowledge. It's a deeper type of knowledge. And what, 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 what Paul is saying is this, is there's a knowledge in the context of pain that's going to be experienced. So I want you to think of it like this. I have a jug here. The guys have helped me out. This jug represents the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit or through the jug, something is poured out in the midst of your pain. The jug represents the Holy Spirit. As believers, if you know Jesus, he comes and he fills you with his Holy Spirit. It's a powerful truth as a Christian post-Pentecost that God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. It is a gift that is freely given to you by the Father. The purpose of the Holy Spirit, though, is not just to have the Holy Spirit. It's to have the, the, the Spirit of Jesus within you, the Spirit of God, the power of God, the helper, the paraclete, the strengthener. But this verse says the Holy Spirit, in the context of pain, is used to pour out something else. It's called to pour out love. The water inside the Holy Spirit or inside the jug represents the love of God. The Holy Spirit is the jug. The water represents the love. He uses the word outpouring because it's a liquid substance, meaning it can flow and it can move and it can flow to the deepest parts of your life. The cup, however, represents the pain. Jesus said the cup of suffering, the cup of pain. Most of us have pain in our lives. I want you to think of it for a minute. Physically, I want you to do this so you experience it. Put the pain that you have experienced in your life and just hold it out like as if you had a cup in front of you. It's the pain in your life. It's 10, 15, 20 years old, but it's still there. There's things that have happened to you. There's things you've had to navigate. And God is saying there's a pain-producing container in your life. The cup represents the pain. And what Paul is writing is that when you bring your pain to God, he can fill you with his love. Powerful truth. Here's the truth. Are you ready for it? The more pain, the larger the capacity. Some of us have been through pain in our lives, but some of us, we've been through a lot of pain in our lives. Some of us have been through circumstances, family history, trauma, generational things that have happened in our lives. For some of us, this cup does not represent the pain. 
you need a little little blow-up baptismal font to represent the pain that has happened in your life. The reality is, is that all pain feels like it's the end. Feels so difficult. But Paul says your pain has a capacity. It has an ability to contain something. This is where the power is today, if you can understand it. I really want to just impact just for you for a minute before you bring your pain to God. You've got to understand that it's through the Holy Spirit he wants to pour out his love. Pain is your capacity. The more pain, the more capacity. But you experience the love of God through the Holy Spirit. And there is a certain love, Paul tells us, that can only be poured out in the context of pain. There's a certain love that can only be experienced. Now, here's the key thing. If you get this, you get nothing else. I don't know the source of your pain, but I know that there's an embrace of the Father in your pain. There's an embrace, a special embrace. It's like an appointment room where he wants to meet you. And he wants to meet you at your place of pain. And all he asks is for you to bring it to him. For some of us, we've got to get to that place where we say, God, here it is. Here's a couple of challenges as Christians because, because we struggle so much. We say, oh, okay, God, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. And God is saying, no, no, no. You've come through some things. Now let me fill you. Let me fill you. You've come through some things. I want to fill you with my love. In fact, because you have come through some pain, there's a capacity in you that I can pour out something that you can contain. Psalm 23 says it like this, in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of all of the situations and circumstances in my life, my cup can still overflow because God wants to pour something into you. Pour something into you. But you have to access it. You have to access it. Now, here is the problem with pain. That so often we hide our pain. We conceal our pain. And I understand that we may have grown up with a proud mama, a proud dad, a proud situation. And and we say, no, 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 I'm good. I'm going to muscle through. And, And we do that with God sometimes. And God is saying, no, 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 no. There is a love that you are entitled to. Because of the pain that you have went through. In the context of your pain, there is an outpouring that you can avail of. Now, I love America. Love it. You know why? Free refills. Doesn't happen anywhere else. I have never seen anybody walk up to the free will, free will fill dispenser. English is escaping me right now with the cover still on and start filling up. No, it has to be open. Friend, you have to open up yourself to the presence of God. The problem so often in our lives is we cover it from God and God is saying, take it to me. Come into this place, this house and experience my presence and bring your pain. You can bring it to everybody else, but you don't bring it to me. And I want to fill you with the entitled love of God that only can be experienced in the context of pain. Oh man, I wish I had understood this earlier in my life. I've been through three years where there's been a lot of pain in our lives. 
There's been things that have happened to us that we didn't plan for that have challenged my faith. They've challenged my faith and God has started to show me that in the midst of the pain, I've experienced a love as I open up to him. Every morning, his mercies are new. Every morning, he begins to fill me. He begins to fill me afresh. And the more I'm open to him, the more I open my life to him, the more I bring my pain and my circumstance and my past, he starts to fill me afresh. Oh, he just keeps filling me. He just keeps filling me. I started to realize that as I grew up as a Christian, I had a unique theology of healing. I believed that God would heal everything. And I still believe that God can heal everything. But I also have a theology of suffering. I have a theology of suffering that in this world I will have pain. And God may heal it instantly, but he may take me on a process that might do something deeper. And so often I have said to God, God, I don't want to take it away. As far as the east is from the west, get that pain away from me. What my parents did, what was said to me, what happened in that workplace, that betrayal, get it away from me. How, God? How could it happen? You are my father. You love me. You set me apart. Get it away. Get it away. You know what the Lord says? He says, oh, no, I wanted you, child, to take it to me. Because I wanted to embrace you in your circumstance, in your situation. As the worship team come, this is my final point. As I look at the pain in my life, I talked about the process of God's healing. I used to look back on painful situations and scenarios that happened in my childhood or happened in my circumstance things people said about me things people did to me things I felt God had disappointed me in but Paul writes no for we know that we can rejoice it's an entitled privilege to experience the love of the father and I used to look at my pain and I used to identify as my pain and we have a world that is longing for identity I'm not going to go off too much on a trail but all of it is rooted in pain It's rooted in the pain that is experienced. So we relate with the pain of others and we identify ourselves in that pain. And there's so many things I could say about this, but God, as a Christian, we can struggle. We say, God, why is there pain in my life? And God is saying, I'm filling you. 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 But here's what I've realized. Only in the last couple of months that I used to look at my pain so often an identify out of it. But as God started to fill me to overflow, as I look back at the circumstances and the situations, I no longer see the pain in my life, but the love that God poured out. And there's been moments, there's been moments where I forgot about the pain because all I could see was the love. Oh, I could look at the pain, but you don't call this just a glass. You say, no, this is a glass of water. And the cup of suffering today 
is often seen as the thing that we, we can identify out of. But God is saying, no, 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 let the cup of suffering become the cup of love. That when you look back, you don't even realize that you were so filled. You were so filled that the filling was the healing. That the filling was the redemption. That the intimacy with God was the very thing that healed you. And we say, no, God, take it away. And God is saying, no, there's a pouring out of love that's going to heal you. That's going to heal you. That's going to heal you. And this is the beautiful type of healing. Are you ready for it? Because the healing that happens happens every day through the process of his filling is the one where we experience intimacy with him. Oh, you can get the healing straight away, but oh gosh, God doesn't waste anything. He can experience you and you can experience him. I want the healing and I want the intimacy. I want the purpose and I want the presence. I want his peace and I want him in the situation because I got two for one. I'm a discounted buyer. I like getting a bargain. I like getting something. When I got one shoe, I got two. I got two shoes. It was great. It was on discount. I got two for the price of one. I got three for the price of two. I only needed one. It's all good. But here's the beautiful thing. God wants to pour out his love of healing. It's a healing balm that's going to wash over you. But you just have to open up to him. Don't run from your pain. You know, a few months, a few weeks ago, the Springboks, the South African rugby team, they won the World Cup. Rugby World Cup. Rugby is... Um, Somebody said rugby is life. That was good. I was going to say that rugby is for the men and American football is for the boys. But don't worry about that. I'm getting there. The captain of the national team uh, got saved in our church, baptized in our church. Significant moment for us. And the team won. They went one. They beat the English, they beat the Irish, they beat the Kiwis or the New Zealand team. And then right at the end of it, as they won and the whistle blew, there was a cup that was placed on a podium. And you know what the crazy thing was? As the team lined up, they lined up and they walked up to the cup and they walked away. No, they didn't walk away. No, they took the cup and they lifted it. And friend, I want to tell you today, at the end of your pain, there is a cup of joy, a cup of love that can be lifted. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. That's all he's saying. Just lift the cup and let me fill you. Let me fill you. Can you imagine walking away and not experiencing the love that wants to be poured out because of the trauma of your childhood or the situation you grew up in or the betrayal in your marriage or the circumstance at work or the school bullies that were out to get you and you never lift the cup. You got through it, my child. Now lift the cup and let me fill you. Let me fill you. Let me fill you. Come on, if you want a fresh filling today through the Holy Spirit of the love of God, why don't you lift your hands and say, God, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. Fill me up, God. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you to those who give generously to make this ministry possible. 
You can click the link in our description to give now or visit www.givetofocus.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, and while you're at it, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at My Focus Church. We'd love to hear how God is speaking to you.